Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business. And today I'm going to be speaking with Adam Kipnis, who I met through the C-Suite Network. Adam is the author of several books and is a podcast host himself. We met as part of the network that is put together through the C-Suite Network, which has the largest business podcast network in the world. And I'm pleased to have Adam with me today and pleased to be able to host this podcast on their system. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate being here. It's good to talk to you again. Oh, thank you. I know as we were talking right before we started that you have written three books and you've got three more in the works. I'd like to start with the first book. A lot of people are intimidated by the idea of writing a book. And for some the hardest thing is to go from zero to one. Tell me about that first book, why you put it together, what process did you go through? What was your objective when you created it? The first book was interesting because it came from a story. I didn't have a, well, I'll check, check that. I did have a plan to write a book. I have been writing for as long as I can remember, whether it's journaling, whether it's short stories. I spent some time in, in Europe post-college. That's a whole different story and how you end up in Europe after college rather than getting a job. But <laughs> my friends and I did a lot of writing. This was the, the uh, mid-90s, no TV in the Czech Republic that we had at least, uh, no, no podcast, no iPods. It was sitting around and reading and writing. And so I'd always wanted to write more. And then I had a story come up in my life that a friend told me, and it became a sort of mantra of mine. And that story was, she was hosting a three-day event in London at the Ritz. And it was a motivational and experiential business event. And it was $1,495. And Sharon Lecter, who wrote... The Rich Dad, Poor Dad series of books, Thinking Garage for Women, sold 30 million books in her career. She was the main speaker at this three-day $1,495 event. And so my friend went on Facebook and did a Facebook Live and said, hey, here's the event. It's at the Ritz. You should learn more about it. Here's Sharon. She's a great speaker. You can learn so much from her. If you want more information, you know, reach out in this, in the, in the, the comments below. And somebody reached out and said, I want to find out more about this event. And my friend Camelita messaging back and forth said, you're right around the corner. This was in London. I'll just come over. So she goes over to this lady's house and there's 15 pounds in sitting on the, on the table. And Camelita thinks to herself, a little weird for someone to leave money just sitting on the table. But I just showed up out of the blue. She probably didn't have time to, to clean up the house. And Camelita says, let me tell you about the event. And she explains the venue and how great the Ritz is and 
what Sharon does, all the other speakers. She spent two hours talking to this lady about how wonderful this event was going to be. And the lady looked at her and said, I am in. I am coming to your event. And Camelita says, fantastic. Right? She just did her first promotion for it. She was excited. She just got her first, her first attendee. And Camelita says, all right, I'll get back to the office. I'll send you all the info and the contract and the, the agenda and gets up to leave. And the lady says, don't forget your money. Camelita sort of looks at her oddly and says, all right, I'll take the money now if you have 1,500 pounds on you. And the lady picks up the 15 pounds that were sitting on the table and says, you said 1495, right? Here's 15, keep the change. And I've always remembered that story because if you're unclear in your messaging, if you're unclear in your marketing, you're going to spend the wrong time with the wrong person. So that message of clarity and being clear, not only about your messaging, your marketing, but clear about your accounting, clear about your operations, clear about the people you serve, clear about the value you deliver was something that I needed, I needed to expand on. So my marketing business is the 1495 group. It allows me because people say, what is 1495? And I get to tell that story. And then I was wanted to convert it into a book, more of an operational handbook of how to be clear in different areas of your business. And I was talking to Greg Reed, who's, who's a friend and an, and an author, wrote a number of books, uh, 45 or so bestsellers. And we were just sitting around his living room and I'm telling him the story. He's like, I've got the title for your book. And he says, 1495, it's all about the decimal. And where that decimal goes changes the entire story, changes the entire number. And what's the decimal in your business? So that's where the first book came from. And it's really, it's not a, a story book. It starts with the story, but then it's like, here's how you look at these different operational areas. So it's more of a handbook than it is a novel, but that's where the first one came from. And I brought in these different parts of my life, these different people I knew and created my first book from there. And then I was off and running and then it was like, oh, this was easier than I thought. And so, so I'll pause there before sort of getting into, all right, how did I put this thing together? Well, I want to know if she honored that price and she took her into the seminar for the 15 pounds or she said, oh, I'm sorry, we had a misunderstanding. She, well, first in her head, I, I believe was, I can't believe that this lady thinks I'm going to feed her at the Ritz for three days for 15, <laughs> the equivalent of $15. And she said, I'm sorry, it is $1,495. The lady gasps, gasped and said, uh, well, I guess I'm not coming to your event. Uh, learning experience on both sides very much. <laughs> right, qualifying the prospect, yes. Exactly. But that, you know, that is a common misunderstanding. And it's something that I became aware of in running my business is that I needed to be explicit that that fourteen ninety five was one thousand four hundred ninety five because many people will hear it uh, the way that they choose to hear it, as yes. she did, as this woman did. It, it, it happens more often than we think, and and it not only happens in the sales process. We've all had it where we've told vendors, partners, employees one thing, and they clearly hear another thing. And through really no fault of anybody's other than the lack of clarification, 
the delivery doesn't get done, the timing is off, you know, I'll get it to you by the end of the week without qualifying necessarily what end of the week is, right? You're on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast. Your end of the week is very different from mine because at five o'clock of your time is only two o'clock in Phoenix. I got a whole lot of work to do, right? So how can we clarify? And that's some of what that, that book really outlines is thinking about the process, thinking about the systems that you have in place, thinking about the organizations. Uh, not going to lie, it's not a page turner of a book. <laughs> it's more of a manual, but, but hopefully it gets that point across. And hopefully people just from the title and, and thinking about it can think about their messaging a little more clearly. And, and that's what probably you do in writing books. That's what I do in helping clients is I help on the message. That's how do we get what we're putting on these pages together into something that people will understand and take action on. It is, um, it's a pervasive problem in the business world in many aspects, the misunderstanding opportunities. I spent 28 years working with medical malpractice attorneys on cases involving injuries to patients. And the number one reason that people get hurt is because of misunderstandings, miscommunications, foreign accents. Um, I said this and you heard that. And in the business world, I think you're pointing out that that fundamental story about a misunderstanding is symptomatic of so many things that can go wrong in a business and why it's so challenging to run a business and communicate with employees and customers is the opportunity for misinterpretations, misunderstandings, distractions, fatigue, you know, all the factors that affect our ability to be able to receive information. So it's an area that I've been involved in from a, an entirely different perspective for many years, seeing the consequences of miscommunication. Right. And, and this one happened to be a couple of hours, right? She yeah. lost a little bit of time, learned a very important lesson that interestingly enough, now I get to share that lesson over and over mm -hmm. again. And, and so I think a lot of good has come from it, but it's, it's something we need to be cognizant about because what I say and what you hear are inherently different things. What I write and what you read are inherently different things and putting, I, I do marketing in, in, in my business. I do a lot of messaging and we do things very freely from our perspective. And it's only when we take into the listeners or readers perspective, can we change how we position things, how we say things. Because I can tell people till I'm blue in the face what they need to do in order to grow a business. But if they're not hearing it, it's not a good use of my time or their money, right? So I, I constantly have to come back to it and say, all right, what are they thinking? What's the, the conversation going on in the head of my buyer? And how do I enter that conversation rather than trying to get them to enter my conversation? Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That has so many implications for running a business. Give people what they want and sell them what, or sell them what they want, give them what they need. Yes. I don't have that expression correctly. What yeah. is the expression, Adam? It is don't, don't sell people what they need, sell them what they want 
and then deliver what they need. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for straightening that out. Yes. I appreciate that. I knew I had almost all the pieces, but not all of them in the right <laughs> So you got that book together. You wrote that book. And then tell me about the, the next book that you put together for your business. The next book was... That, that book was great, but it was out there. It, it, it definitely helped my clients, but it wasn't a, it was, it was more of a passion project as it turned out than it was a business development tool. And, and when you think about your business and why you write a book, it's, does this move my prospect one step or five steps closer to me? And that book gave me authority right? Author authority. I know a number of people that have done amazing things in their life that have helped tens of thousands of people that have spoken on stages all over the world. But the first thing people attribute to them is author, right? And so that book gave me the ability to say I'm an author, which connotates a very different image in most people's heads. They meet you and then you tell them you're an author and all of a sudden you go from you know, from one to seven on their credibility list. So that book gave me that credibility, but it didn't do a whole lot from a business perspective for me. It wasn't something that moved my client or my prospect forward in the sales process. So I put together a book that was more, I've, I'll use the term ebook, although I don't love the term ebook because it is 65 pages. It's, it's more of an outline of here's what I do. Here's your first step with me. You can go and start to implement these things. Let me know how I can help and be more supportive as you get deeper into it or if you want more hands-on training. Because right? books can be a very valuable tool. I can say, if you want to grow your business and you want to make more money in it, here are the eight things you need to do. Some people can run with it and make it happen. Others need more hand-holding. They need more advice. They need someone to implement for them. And so I, I built this book and it's called How to Make More Money in Your Business, right? <laughs> Nothing exciting. I actually did the cover myself. It's kind of really something I could give away, something I could have in my bag. It's small enough that I can say, hey, you know, hey, Adam, what do you do? I help people make more money in their business through these eight strategies. Oh, I'd love to know more. I have a copy of my book. It's 10 bucks. Perfect. Everyone hopefully has 10 bucks in their pocket. They get a copy of my book, extreme value for it. I get them to give me money. And if they give me money, I've effectively stopped them from shopping. And if they st stop shopping for a business and marketing strategist, now they're more likely to be receptive to my next phone call. And hopefully I can move them further down my personal business funnel where they want to work with me directly or get into one of my online programs we can talk about funnels. That's a whole different story of why you use them, but it's an opening for me. It also allowed me to have a place to send people. We send people to our websites, but they tend to only spend six seconds on a website is the average. And that includes Amazon. So if you think about how much time people spend on Amazon, and then you think about all the other websites, that means people are only spending like one second on a website, maybe two to get the average to six adding up those hours and hours of Amazon and eBay shopping. And it, it allowed me to say, hey, here's what I do. Here are the eight things. 
Let me put this in your hands. Let me know what questions you have, and then I can follow up with them. So that's where that book came from. It was saying, what's the most basic version of what I do that I can give away for free or sell for $10 if it's, if it's a hard copy, electronics free, that I, can, that I can give to people, and they can say, that was good information. Thank you, Adam. Or they can hold that book in their hands, and even if they don't read it, it they're going to put it on their desk. They're going to put it on their credenza when they come in, and I'll be top of mind for a little bit. So the second book was very much a marketing tool mm -hmm. that I could put in the hands of people so I stay top of mind. You used it as a lead magnet, then it sounds like. It, it, it's a lead magnet in, uh, from an online marketing standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's a top of mind reminder in the hard copy format. Right, right. And I assume when you put the material together, you thought strategically about how much depth do I go into? I don't want to give away the store, but I want to leave them intrigued and I use that as a way to attract people who want to go deeper. Is that correct? That, you, you nail it spot on. The, one of my coaches taught me the what is free, the how costs money. Yes. And, yes. and we can give that what away all day long. Yeah. What do you do? You clean up your messaging. You have your messaging congruent from your website to your flyer to your business card to your elevator pitch. How do you do that? That's where it gets deeper and we figure it out individually for each business. This book and my, and my newest book, which is a more in-depth version, it's called, it's called The Ultimate Revenue Breakthrough, and it's an in-depth version. So this, this is the teaser. This is where you can go and say, oh, here's where you can copy what other people have done and implement it for yourself. You go and do all the work, but I've given you examples. The book that's that's just came out and, and that um, I'll be using a lot more, The Ultimate Revenue Breakthrough, is a little bit more, hey, here's the next level of that same information. Right? You want a little bit deeper? I'll give you a little bit deeper. It still continues the, the conversation. It still allows them to come to me for the specific how for themselves. But it's a little bit deeper. Why? I'm a little bit busier. I want to help more people. And if I can help more people that I can't do personally, then they can do it through, all right, the next level of the book. And one of my future books is, is going to be a workbook based on that. It's going to be, mm -hmm. here's the what, here's a page next to it with some questions to ask about your personal how, and then I'm going to have a workbook version. And from a business perspective, book, workbook, uh, when we get back to, to seeing people in person, hopefully a class where I can walk people through it and they can do it for themselves, right? So always thinking, and not everyone has to think everything's business, business, business. Sometimes it's information. Sometimes books are, are passionate. But when you're writing about business and thinking about your business to get business as, as the title of the show is, what are we using that book for? And I'm using the series of books as part of ways to bring people into my personal business. Lead magnet, deeper value, workbook, class. And then I can help more people on a, in a group setting because we're going to go through the class and the workbook. And uh, by doing that and writing these, 
I can walk my clients through a path that they can visually see, they know, but each step of the way, it's revenue generating for me. And then is the ultimate step one-on-one coaching with you? The ultimate step is one-on-one coaching for me where people work with me in two ways. One is we take normally two days and really turn off the, the email, turn off your phone and dive deep into your business with a, you know, a whiteboard and, and map out the next three years of your business life from a business planning and marketing planning perspective. At the end of those two days, you know exactly what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, who you serve and how you serve them in a one page document that you can visually see. So when you wake up, you have no questions. Not every business is ready for that, but that's the ultimate. That's where I do a deep dive. And then I do coaching to make sure people stay accountable and on track to that plan. So business planning and marketing planning is what I do for a business with the goal of helping people make more money in their business, because that's why my clients come to me. When we started this, we talked about the fact that you have more books that are tucked away in your brain or your hard drive. However, you (laughs) want to envision that. Tell me about the next steps for you in terms of the books that you want to put together. The the next steps, and and this is something that um, is an obvious one, but wasn't necessarily obvious to me is that you mentioned I have a podcast, The Entrepreneur's MBA, and, and you were on that show. And what we do is have conversations about business. What are people's entrepreneurial journey? What lessons did they learn along the way? Title of the show is The Entrepreneur's MBA, Lessons You Can't Learn in School. And again, one of, one of my other coaches, and, and as a coach and, and a consultant, I, I need to have other, other coaches. One, it's bad karma. If I'm asking people to hire me to coach them, I better be hiring people to coach me. That helps my clients move forward. And, and this particular coach said, your next book, your next offering, and we talked about it more from a, a, a skills training standpoint, and it led to a book, was you've got these great stories, you've got these lessons that other people have told you. Why don't you take those lessons and make them into a book or a series of books by taking the the lessons that, that my guests heard, telling a little bit about their story and how that lesson worked and make a series of chapters. It looks like right now they're going to be two books, 15 chapters a piece with short stories based on these other people's lives and experiences. And they're going to be called Working titles, The Entrepreneur's MBA, Lessons You Can't Learn in School, Volume 1 and Volume 2. I've picked out the 30 lessons so far, and I've done 130 episodes, so I envision there will be more of these. How can I get great information? The podcast is out there. People can listen to it. But how can I get that information into more people's hands? The ultimate goal of, I think, of all of our businesses is to help more people. We want to make money. We want to have a great life. We want to, you know, we were talking before we got on about fixing broken air conditioners and, and the annoyances that come along the way of having mm-hmm. expenses that, that we didn't see coming. We want to do all of those things. And, but if we help more people, if we get our information into more people's hands, more people are going to engage with us and pay us for our services. 
So this is just another format that I can take the pod, podcast and put it in the written word because some people are auditory and some people are, are readers and I can take those books. And then when I'm speaking, I can speak on the message, which is the lessons you can't learn in school. How can I pass that on? So those next two books are going to be based on the podcast and taking that information and translating it to the written word. It is a very effective model uh, for generating content when you have a podcast. I have had a podcast for legal nurse consultants for almost four years and have taken those transcripts, reshaped them, sifted through to find the ones that I could fit together into categories. And I've created seven books with those podcast transcripts. You can't take a transcript and put it into a chapter. It has to be worked with to eliminate the dialogue and sometimes rearrange material. But it's a very effective content generating process in your life. And it sounds like you've had some guests who've had critical insights that they've shared on your show that would fit very nicely into a book format. I believe so. And one of the things that I love about doing this is on my podcast, I'm learning along with the audience. There's always one nugget, one two or three minute portion of a 30 minute interview that just pops even if it's not a great interview or even if it's not a topic that I'm super interested in, there's always something that really just pops and taking that and saying, all right, how do we expand on this one thing, right? That one thing now becomes a lesson. And like you said, you can't just put it into Google translate. It spits out a chapter and you put it into a book. It's how does it, how do we expand on that? How do we get that to a chapter? And, and that's, where, that's where you come in, right? That's where you help. And because you know how to think about it. You know how to word it properly. You know how to take two minutes and make it into 10 pages. And for me, when I, when I do it, I'm, I talk it out and I record it. And then I, you know, I, I actually have a little bit of a process. I, I listen to that two or three minute blurb and this is what I'm, I'm in process of doing for some of these and then writing out, why did it speak to me? What do I think people can get from it and how do they implement it? Mm. And then I say it out loud and record it. And then I personally, I should probably make better use of your time and, and, and utilize a ghostwriter to do some of the things I'm doing myself. But I write it out, I read it out, and then I type it out is sort of my process. That's what I used in, in my other two books as well is you don't have to sit down and start writing. It's one of the hardest things to do in the world is to put those first words down on a page. You might have the idea in, but where, how do you start? And for me, it's sort of outline driven off of an idea and then I talk it out and then I clean it up. That's my personal process. But for, for many people just saying it, at least get something on paper much faster than sitting in front of a computer screen or a typewriter trying to get those first words on the paper. There's a person who sent me an email yesterday who said, if I speak out my chapters, can I hire you as an editor to turn them into chapters? And I thought, 
you know, that's a very efficient use of her knowledge as an expert in this particular area and my expertise as a writer. Uh, many people write their books by speaking them just as you're describing, and then the manuscript needs to be cleaned up. But it's that initial outpouring of information. And, uh, and I'm sure you've had this experience, Adam, since you're used to doing this. But you, as you're talking, you're saying, ah, I need to bring in that story. Or, oh, yes, that connects with something else that I've written or maybe you're repurposing blog content or teaching material or presentations, but it's like those synapses start clicking away and it's that creative process is one of the most exciting things when you're a writer. I agree. And, and the podcast that we did together, I titled it, You Have a Book in You, or Everyone Has a Book in Them. I forget exactly how I worded it. But I, I really believe that. I believe everyone's got a story to tell. I believe everyone, no matter what you do, has a way to help other people in their industry or in congruent industries or lessons. And how do, how do they get started? And for some people, it's going to be an outline. For some people, it's going to be auditory or, 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 or the spoken word. For some people, some people actually sit down and write a book, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. how their brain works. But if, if you take five minutes a day and just speak into your, into the, you know, the voice memos of your iPhone or, or Android phone or whatever, and just put it out there. You'll be amazed on, on what, what comes out at the end. It, it's sort of the, the idea of if you change one thing in your life every day, you'll have changed 365 things in your life in a year. What a different person you will be in a year. Same thing with this concept. If you take five minutes a day and speak stuff out there into a recording, you will have an amazing story to tell at the end of that year to give to, to, give to you in order to clean it up and create a book out mm. of it that they can sell, they can be proud of, they can use for business, they can use as a springboard for other books, other businesses, other ideas. I interviewed a guy who spoke his book on a train from Long Island to Manhattan in the morning and from Manhattan back to Long Island <laughs> in the evening. He spent about 30 minutes on his commute. He spent his time first getting his ideas together and then he dictated his book into his phone sitting in his train on his way to work or to home. I've heard of people who've done the same thing while they're driving, although from a safety standpoint, I would much rather that somebody else is in charge of the transportation than somebody trying to write a book while they're driving. Uh, and it was a very effective process for him. He got his book done just as exactly in the method that you're talking about. Those little pieces of time that he was able to assemble his ideas and dictate it. Now, what we didn't talk about was what the people around him were thinking <laughs> as he was talking into his phone. Uh, we didn't cover that, but I would imagine, um, I remember when I was in graduate school and I was going to University of Pennsylvania by train, that there was one time that I decided to repeat some notes of an organic chemistry class that I had that was really a bear and I was trying to understand it. So I figured if I said it out loud, I would learn it better. And I looked around and everybody around me had moved as far away from me as they could <laughs> possibly get. 
<laughs> so it, it was certainly not fascinating to the people around me. <laughs> I remember in college, I had a lot of pre-med students in, uh, as a freshman and organic chemistry. That was the, that was the one that knocked people out of pre-med is, uh, you would hear people talk about it that all of a sudden they were now business majors or history majors like myself because organic chemistry was like the weeding out system for people uh, going, to, going to get medical degrees. So I remember it in an interesting way. I think a lot of my, my college friends remember it in a very painful way. <laughs> and you do have to understand organic chemistry to be a physician or to be a nurse. There is no getting around it. You have to grasp that. So it is a good separating the wheat from the chaff <laughs> mechanism. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, how can our listener find out more about you, Adam, and the services that you offer, your publications, your podcast? Can you give us some direction? Yes, and, and thank you for, for the opportunity for that. The podcast is The Entrepreneur's MBA with Adam Kipnis. I'm on uh, about 15 different channels, just like Pat, through C-Suite Network. So I want to thank them for, for putting it out there for, for both of us. Um, Apple Podcast and Spotify and iHeartRadio are the three biggest that 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 people go to, uh, and you can get my book, The Ultimate Revenue Breakthrough: How to Make More Money in Your Business, at freebookfromadam.com. So if you just go to freebookfromadam.com, um, put your name and email address, you'll get a copy of the book. I don't sell anything on my email on my email, so you won't get spammed with a whole bunch of sales stuff. It's just great marketing ideas, and it's a step by step book. For those of you who want to take your business to the next level or want to make a, a, a $50,000, $10,000, $5,000 kickstart, it's really meant to be a kickstarter in your business. You get more money in your business. Now you can buy nice things or invest in your business. and Or you can go to coachwithak.com. That's my website, coachwithak.com. I've got a bunch of free resources out there. I've got a bunch of videos. You can access my book from there as well. Uh, just let me know how I can support your listeners. Let me know out there how I can support your businesses. I wake up every day with the, the fundamental belief that I can change anybody's business or life with one idea, one question, or one conversation. doesn't always work, but that's my intention and that's what I try and do. So if you need a, a pivot in your business, you need some advice, one idea, one question, one conversation. That's how I like to start all my engagements with clients and see where we can go. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is Pat Iyer, who's been speaking with Adam Kipnis about the way that he's put his ideas together. He has shared with us his first book, which started with a story, a compelling story, and how he built on that story to focus on communication and understanding and marketing messages. His free book, which is a lead magnet, which he's just shared with you as the listener, has a different strategic purpose in his business and his current book. Uh, I believe you said you were working on the cover today, Adam, and that book is ready to launch. Correct. The Ultimate Revenue Breakthrough is ready to launch. And As long as I get an email with the cover that I like. <laughs> uh, excellent. And a workbook that will go along with that. And then his plans are to take advantage of the fact that he is creating content through his podcast, sharing and extracting the stories from others about their 
business lessons of their business successes, to put that information from the transcripts into a format that includes the concept, the two or three minute nugget that he's gotten from his guest, and then he expands on that nugget to add his own thoughts, insights, and knowledge to that concept, which is a wonderful way to take content and repurpose it, reshape it, and use it to bring that message from the podcast to an audience of people who enjoy reading. So you see many models that we've talked about in this brief podcast, the time that we've had to be able to speak with each other. So thank you for all of those innovative and creative ideas, Adam. Thank you, and you're very welcome. And thanks for the opportunity to be here and, and, and share a little with your audience. Hopefully, they get a few good nuggets that, that move them forward in a beneficial way. Excellent. All right. And would you repeat once again those two websites? Yes. Freebookfromadam.com and coachwithak.com. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you to you, the listener who spent the last um, 30 minutes or so listening to Adam Kipnis and I talk about writing books. I hope this has inspired you, given you some new ideas, and will make you think differently when you see people talking to themselves on the train or in a car. (laughs) You never know what they might be doing. They could be writing a book. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business. I have with me Susan Friedman. We just finished doing a podcast that could have gone on, we agree, for hours, but we kept it limited. Susan is the founder of a publishing company, avivapubs.com, A-V-I-V-A, pubs, P-U-B-E-S.com. I asked Susan some tough questions about the value of having a book published, different models associated with that. Susan, tell our listener what they will get from listening to your podcast. What they will get is a different perspective on how to market your book. Also in terms of how to even publish your book. And there are different models out there as we know. Viva is a hybrid publisher, and we do things very differently. But one of the focus I know that we spent a lot of time talking about was the whole idea of knowing your niche market. And I feel as a publisher that my authors, primarily nonfiction, need to know and understand who their book is for so that you can go out and market it to those people and open up different speaking, training, um, different opportunities with, with your book. Not just to sell it through onesies and twosies, but be able to sell it in quantity as well, which is very exciting. We do love quantity sales for sure. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for being a guest on the show. And be sure to return to Writing to Get Business or click on the next show on this list in order to be able to hear Susan Friedman share her secrets about the publishing world. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Pat. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.